preacher is one that goes and declares. Almost all of you in this room at one time or another or many times have been a preacher, one that shares the gospel, that tells the goodness of Jesus, tells the good news of Jesus. And so the Lord is asking for one, saying, who will I send in this time, in Isaiah's time, because Israel's needing to hear a word or they're going to be destroyed. And Isaiah says, I'm here, send me. And the Lord says, go, and this is what you tell them. And when you first read this, it would sound like the Lord doesn't want them to hear. But that's not the case. If you go back to verse 9, he says, Tell them you hear, but you don't understand, and you see, but you don't perceive. And the reason why is verse 10. Your heart is fat. Your ears are heavy. You've shut your eyes. You got an issue with seeing, you got an issue with hearing, and you got an issue with understanding. Because your eyes are blind, your ears are closed, your heart is hard. Because of those things, you're not hearing. You're hearing, but you're not perceiving. You're, or you're hearing, but you're not understanding. You're seeing, but you're, and it's because of these conditions of your heart, your eyes, and your ears. And if this condition of your heart and your eyes and ears wasn't what it is, you would be converted, your way would change, and you would be healed. So is the condition of our world. It's an interesting, that verse number 10, I want to dive into it just a little bit without boring you to death, but I think we need to grasp this and understand what the Lord was saying about this people because we want to hear and understand and see, don't we? Amen? And so the first issue with understanding is the heart. Verse 10, he said, make the heart of the people. The heart is where understanding comes from. That word heart there speaks of the inner man, the mind, the will, even the intellect and understanding. The heart. So understanding spiritual things, we're not talking about earthly things. Understanding spiritual things, understanding when the Lord, the voice of the Lord speaks to us because you understand Isaiah going and telling the people. He wasn't telling them what he wanted to tell them. He was telling them what God said tell them. And he said they hear, but they don't understand. And they see, but they don't perceive. Why? Was Isaiah not telling them what he was supposed to? Yes, he was. But the condition of their heart, their way of thinking, their mind, their own will was so hardened that even though the word of God was coming from Isaiah, they didn't understand what it meant for them. So for you and I to understand the voice of God, we first got to let him deal with our heart. Let it not be hardened. He said their heart's fat. That word fat doesn't mean big and fluffy. It actually means dull and unperceptive or not unperceptive unreceptive dull and unreceptive not willing to receive what's being heard you know what when I walk into a gathering of spirit-filled people and the word of God is opened I want a heart that is receptive. Amen? Can I tell you what I've had to work through at times in my life? I hope this isn't being too honest. There's times where God's had to forgive me. I've had to ask him to. I'm so glad he does. Where I've sat and I've wasted a lot of time sizing up the person talking. analyzing the words from here starts in the heart a heart that's receptive you know what that is that's going that's going 
well, I'll decide what I receive and what I don't receive from the Lord. I remember one time I, I told Bishop we were, uh, we were talking about receiving ministry. And I said, Bishop, man, I, I struggle. I don't know that I can take any more ministry through that conduit right now. And uh, I said, I, I just don't know that I can do it. And he said, Brother Hart, you got to learn to listen and let the Holy Ghost filter out so that you can still receive. I, he may not have said it exactly that way, but that was the essence of what he said. You got to listen and let the Holy Ghost filter. But you get in trouble when you start going, I'll filter this with my mind. Because then I become analytical. We're talking about spiritual understanding, okay? So i got to examine my heart. I don't want my heart to be dull or unreceptive. The sec second thing he addressed was the ear. He said the ear is heavy. It's interesting, the word that's used there for the ear, subjectively, it literally means the receiver of divine revelation. That which receives divine revelation. I'm just going to tell you right now, mine and your natural ear is not a receiver of divine revelation. It takes a spiritual ear. We have to learn to hear with our spirit. You know, if you've been here any length of time, you heard us say that more than 100 times. We need to listen with our spirit, right? Because it's, it's what Jesus declared to John on the Isle of Patmos when he was writing down what he heard the Lord say when he began to write address letters to the seven churches, right? And so in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, there's letters to seven churches. And at the close of each letter to each of the seven churches, the mention was the same from the voice of the Lord. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. He wasn't saying listen with the natural ear. He was saying, hey, you better listen to what the Spirit is saying. But spiritual things are discerned spiritually, not naturally. So what makes the receiver of divine revelation, the spiritual ear, hard to hear? It becomes heavy is the word that Isaiah used from the Lord. Heavy. What does that word heavy mean? Dull and unresponsive. Notice for the heart, it was dull and unreceptive. So understanding is contingent on spiritual reception. Hearing or, or spiritual, yeah, reception. Spiritual hearing is dependent on spiritual response. Isn't that interesting? A heavy ear is one that is dull and unresponsive. How do I know that I heard? Because I then act on what I heard. I was surprised when I found out that that un I thought unresponsive would have been for the heart. But unresponsive was the issue with the ear. Thirdly. He addressed the eye. The eye, the word that's used there, is the place of mental and spiritual faculties where everything comes through. And he said the eye is shut. Well, we think, well, I know what that means. It's just closed. It's actually not what it means alone by itself. The word translated that Isaiah used from the Lord there literally means to be smeared over. I think of the message to the church at Laodicea in Revelations chapter 3. He said, you don't realize you're blind. And the word means to be smeared over or blinded and blinded. He said, you don't realize you're blind and you're naked. He said, you should pray or ask of me and I'd give you eye salve. What's eye salve? It's a moisturizer that when your eyes are caked over with stuff that's so dry you can't see... ISAB becomes to moisten so you can break that stuff away and begin to see. And the Lord said to Isaiah, people can't see. They're not able to perceive because their eyes are smeared over. 
I want to understand, I want to hear, and I want to see. The word see there figuratively means spiritual vision, understanding, and discerning. Now, we're getting ready to shift just a little bit, but we need to understand what we're talking about when we talk about understanding, hearing, and seeing. We're talking spiritually. And if there was an ever a day or an hour that we need spiritual understanding, spiritual vision, and spiritual hearing, it's now. More than ever before. The, this fast that we are on, that many of you are participating in over the rest of this month, that we started on Sunday, Monday, where we have purposed by the design of God to fast all media. That would seem strange to some, but to fast digital media, broadcast media, social media, media. To cut those things out, I would submit to you and I that all of those things are things that smear over our eyes, that make our ear dull and unresponsive, that make our heart dull and unreceptive. Because there's so many voices and noise and visuals and sounds and all of this competing and vying for our attention. And so we come to the house of God or we're in a place of prayer or we read the word of God. And we're like, man, I read it, but I, I, I don't know. Or, or, yeah, I heard what he said, but I, I guess, okay. Well, I didn't get that out of it. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Our ear was dull and heavy. Our heart was fat. Our, these, all of these other voices and all this other noise has affected our ability spiritually to understand, to see, and hear. And the Spirit of the Lord in His compassion and in His desire to reach into a world and to heal the land says, I got to start, Isaiah, with my people. I got to start with Israel. You go tell them that they're not hearing, they're not understanding, they're not seeing. And these are the reasons why but I would heal them if they would let me. So we need a work of the Spirit of God in our lives in this fast. And I don't want to go through this fast and then get done and go, let me go back and let my ear get heavy again. Let my heart become dull again. Let my eyes become smeared over again. I want to recognize, hold on, I'm getting clarity that I've not had before. I'm hearing clearer than I've ever heard. I'm seeing better than I've ever seen. I'm understanding things I didn't understand before. I don't want to go back. I want to continue progressing with understanding, with seeing, and hearing. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew chapter 13. I think that's where I want to go. Yeah. Matthew chapter 13, of course, is chapter with the parable of the seed and the sower. I'm not going to walk through all of that. Jesus shares that parable in the first eight verses. Some seed on good ground, some seed on stony ground, thorny ground, the wayside. He finishes that parable in those first eight verses with verse 9. He makes this statement, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, we know he's not talking naturally because that would sound foolish. Ears to hear, well, what else are ears for? But he's talking spiritually. He who has ears to hear, who has an ear that's willing to be responsive, let him hear. That's what Jesus said. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, Because it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Watch verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even what he has. Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Why? Verse 13. I speak to them in parables because they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. 
That sounds like exactly what the Lord told Isaiah was the issue with the children of Israel, doesn't it? Seeing, they don't see. You remember those books? Some of you aren't old enough to remember these. Years ago, there was these books that you opened a page, and it had like this whole big blurry thing on a page, and you're supposed to stare at it, and then you saw some picture in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Remember those? I don't even know what that was called. But they had those things. I'm just going to tell you something. I stared at some of those pages. I never saw anything. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't think anything was there, Brother Nate. So I was like, oh, don't you see it? Can't you? I'm like, no, I don't see it. Keep looking. I've been looking. Keep looking. I'm telling you, I'm wasting time. I don't see anything. Take your book to somebody else. They quit selling them. People realized there was nothing there, I think. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I never saw anything. Some of you may be sitting here right now going, I can't believe you didn't see anything. You probably just worked something up in your mind like the emperor's new clothes. You know that story. But Brother Ryan's with me. Thank you, Brother Ryan. Uh, but I, I never saw anything. Brother Ryan said he didn't see anything either. That's why I knew he was with me. Amen. But Jesus, Jesus said, I talk to them in parables. I share stories with them. I'm not trying to trick them. I'm not trying to hide stuff from them. But they have eyes they don't want to see. They don't want to hear what I have to say. So they're seeing, but they don't see. And they're hearing, but they don't hear. And they don't understand. Watch verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He's referencing the prophecy we just read in Isaiah 6. Which said, by hearing you shall hear and you shall not understand. And seeing you shall see and you shall not perceive. Why? Why? Verse 15. Because the people's heart. See the issue again? The issue hasn't changed. The ability to see and hear starts with the heart. The people's heart is waxed gross. That word waxed gross means it's rendered the soul dull or it has become calloused. Heard it all. Seen it all. Been here a long time. I've been around a while. You're not going to tell me something I don't already know. You're calloused. Dull. People's heart is waxed gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. Thank God for verse 16. This is my prayer. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. And your ears... For they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Flip over to the book of Mark chapter 8. We need eyes to see. We need ears to hear, and we need hearts to understand. I, in my lifetime, there have been times where I have been aware of situations and circumstances, maybe from someone confiding in me along the journey. Uh, and I don't just mean here's elder, I mean through life in Maybe, maybe during years as a youth leader or assisting in Puyallup or assisting when we were in Salt Lake or just different things, situations I was aware of, circumstances, individuals having a conversation with a friend, a brother, right, and things talking through and seeking advice and counsel and things I'm aware. And then we would go into a service. And the pastor or visiting minister or somebody or... Uh, 
the worship leader or somebody would begin to share something, exhort. Maybe a, maybe a brother Nate taking the microphone at the start of a service or something. Somebody take and just begin to share a few things. And I would be sitting over there going, oh, my goodness. Praise God. That's the voice of the Lord. I hope Brother Lewis is listening. I'm sorry. I'm just, you, you understand. I'm being a little lighthearted, but I'm being very serious. I, I would hear the word, and, and I would reflect on the conversation from just a day or two before. And I'm thinking, precious, wonderful God, how mighty you are. You're speaking to them right now. There's their answer. I was rejoicing. And I, I'm thinking, oh, man, I hope they're getting this. hope they're getting this. hope they're getting this. And they weren't getting it. I'd go to him after service. Come here, Brother Lewis. I already picked on you. This is not the case with Brother Lewis. I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'd go to him after. Man, wasn't that awesome? Amen. Hey, man, that's what they say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, tell me what you thought about that. Yeah, oh, yeah it was good. I, yeah, I like, what he, I like what he said about this. I like it. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, I try to give him a hint. You know, what you think about what he said about? And he'd be like, mm, just like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, a, that's how I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, that was good too. And I'm going, what's. And I would be, I'd be so confused. I'd be like, how could they not hear? Hearing, they do not hear. Seeing, they do not see. I'm going to tell you, there have been times in my life, through the years, I've been in conversation with individuals, and they'd ask me something, or we'd be in a conversation about a situation or circumstance, and we'd start talking. And I knew God's talking to them right now. The things that were coming to me, they weren't coming from my mind. I knew this is the wisdom of God. Like I, I recognized it in the, I, I mean, I didn't feel some great, ooh, I just knew, man, there was such a flow of what was being communicated that I'm like, hey, God. I'll think about it. And I'm thinking, what? What do you mean think about it? Are you not recognizing what I'm recognizing right now? And I've had people say to me, why didn't you just tell them that was God? Because hearing, they don't hear. And seeing, they don't see. You say, well, that's not fair. Jesus said, I speak to them in parables because hearing they don't hear and seeing they don't see. I could tell them it's God speaking, but it doesn't fix the issue of the heart, the ears, and the eyes. And if they don't address the issue of the heart, ears, and eyes, it doesn't matter. Pray with me for a minute, would you? In Jesus' name. Walk through this room, holy God, I pray. Walk through this room, holy God, I pray. Anoint our minds, our hearts, our eyes, and our ears. Living God, walk through this room, I pray. Anointing our ears, anointing our eyes, anointing our hearts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I know there's times in my life I've been dull of hearing. I don't say that proudly, but I, we're all, we all fall in the trap. 
It's all the other noise. But sometimes it's familiarity. Sometimes it's familiarity. Probably the biggest challenge for all of you that call this home is you have to listen to me oftentimes week after week. And I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. Imagine being my kids. It's, it, it's a very real challenge. It's a challenge for children in a home. The familiarity of mom and dad's voice. And, and for you as precious people of God who have to listen to me more often than others oftentimes, you have this challenge of familiarity. And familiarity causes us to have ears that are dull of hearing. Jesus himself came into the city where he grew up. And he spoke, but he said he couldn't do much while he was there, except he healed a few sick folk. That's what the Bible says. Jesus, God in the flesh, shows up. And he didn't heal everybody. You read other places, he healed all that were sick. All that were sick, he healed. But when he came to his own town, he only healed some sick folks. Why? Familiarity made a heart that was unreceptive, ears that were unresponsive, and eyes that were smeared over. Familiarity causes us not to listen with our spirit. And so, and I tell you, look, that's definitely a two-way street. I have to be careful and repent at times and go back to the Lord and say, I don't want to just have something to tell them to say we had service. I have to hear from you, God. We need to hear your words. But it's a posture. It starts with a posture. We need to hear his voice. Brother Reuben ministered in Mattawa on Monday night. Anointed ministry. Anointed ministry. He ministered from John 10. Uh, he used other scriptures. But he ministered from John 10 regarding the sheep knowing the shepherd's voice. And another they would not follow. And he talked a lot about hearing and ears that hear. And these things are turning to my spirit. And they continue. It was the voice of the Holy Ghost witnessing and ministering to us. And we have to know this fast that we're doing is not just a... It's not something to do to say we've done it. I feel like this is what the Lord is trying to do in us. And you understand, I'm not saying that, that, that we're not hearing at all or we're not seeing at all or we're not understanding at all. But I, I think it's safe to say for all of us that our hearing could become sharper. Our vision could become clearer. And our understanding could become crisper. Amen? I want to. I, I, I was praying this the other day. I prayed it many times, but I, I was praying it with desperation. I said, Lord, I want my ear to be so sensitive that if you barely whisper, I hear. I don't want you to have to work hard to get my attention, Lord. I don't, have, I don't want you to have to speak loud. In order for me to hear. I want to be so tuned in to your voice. That if you just whisper. I heard. And I respond. I'm not there. I want to be there. But we've got to deal with a heart. And some eyes and some ears. Spiritually. I, uh, it's why sometimes in 
a gathering together of people in the ministry of the Word and the Spirit of the Lord. A, a, a vast majority can be greatly moved. But there can be some that are like, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't get okay. Yeah. Or the converse sometimes can be true. The vast majority may not be moved. But there's a handful that are like, that are in tune. We need to be in tune with the Spirit of God. He's beckoning us. Why? Because He will heal. Because He will heal. You got to remember the end of that. I will heal them. Amen? One other place in Scripture, maybe two, but Mark chapter 8. I want you to see this. This is a very real issue. Mark chapter 8, verse 14. This is right after Jesus had taken seven loaves of bread and a few small fish and fed 4,000 people. Mark chapter 8. Verse 14. Now the disciples had forgotten to take bread. He left them. He told them to get in the ship and go the other side. The disciples had forgot to take bread in the boat. Neither had they in the ship with them more than one loaf. It's a problem. There's 12 of them. Talk about fighting over food. Verse 15. And he charged them saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. Now watch what they did. Verse 16. And they reasoned among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. I want you to see something in those two verses that we just read. Jesus spoke something to them spiritually. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. And they heard the word of Jesus not spiritually. They heard it naturally. They heard what he said. But they didn't hear. You with me? They heard the words he said, but they did not hear what he was saying. This is the issue he's addressing. How do we know they heard with their natural ear? Because they said, Oh my goodness, he's telling us because we didn't bring bread. And this is what happens to you and I sometimes in church. When the word of God comes and we start going, oh my, he's probably talking about this because of what I did or didn't do or this thing and that thing. And the spirit of God is trying to address a spiritual issue. But what do we do? We do exactly what they do. We reason it out. I'm guilty of this. I'm an analytical. They reasoned it out. They're reasoning. What is reasoning? Human reasoning. Human discernment, human logic, human processing, human. Why? Because spiritually they were not here. They heard the word, but they did not hear what he said. Verse 17. And when Jesus knew it, he said to them, Why do you reason? Because you have no bread. Do you not yet perceive, neither understand? Have you your heart yet hardened? He was addressing the heart issue. He's addressing the very things. Do you not perceive? Do you not understand? Have you hardened your heart? Why are you over here debating about not bringing a loaf of bread? Are you really not hearing what I... He was troubled they weren't hearing what he was saying. Verse 18. Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? See, he's addressing all those elements. He had just made a simple statement. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They immediately started thinking about natural circumstances. We only got one loaf of bread in the boat. 
That must be what he's talking about. And don't be too tough on the disciples because we do the same thing. The word of God comes and we take it and we immediately try to apply it to natural circumstances. Not telling you the word of God doesn't apply to natural things. But we need to learn to hear, see, and understand spiritually. This is what he was trying. We weren't supposed to be worrying about the natural. Because that's what he said. You got eyes you don't see. You got ears you don't hear. Do you not remember? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's remembering got to do with anything? Well, let's see. Verse 19. Do you not remember when I broke the five loaves among 5,000? How many baskets full of fragments did you take up? Uh, they said 12. Next verse. And when the seven among 4,000, how many baskets did you take up? And they said seven. So he's saying, hey. See, we act like it was just King James English when Jesus. I think Jesus was like a little bothered. He's like, do you really think I'm talking to you about bread because you only got one loaf? Weren't you there when I took seven and fed 5,000? Weren't you there when I took seven and 4,000? Wasn't it you all that fed all those people? Wasn't it you all that took up 12 baskets full and seven baskets full of bread? And you're concerned about natural things like a loaf of bread? And you think I'm talking to you about natural stuff when I'm the one that broke the bread and blessed it and fed all those people? And you're really concerned about natural things right now. That's what he was asking them. How is it that you so quickly revert to natural things when I was dealing with you in spiritual matters? How is it you witness the supernatural, but you're automatically drawn back into the natural elements when I would reveal to you spiritual things, but you're so blind and your ear is heavy and your heart is hardened that you don't remember my supernatural work and it causes you to doubt in your natural circumstances. That's what he was saying. I'm going to tell you something. When our focus is always on the natural, always on the natural, always on the natural, it's very hard to see, to hear, and to understand. This is why Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6 and 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Don't take thought for what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to put on. Those are natural things. That's what the Gentiles seek after. I know what you have need of before you ask. I know about the natural stuff. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. I know about all that stuff. All you single men, he knows you want a wife. All you single ladies, he knows you want a husband. He knows all that stuff. He knows those things. He knows if you want a better job. He knows if you need a better car. He knows all that stuff. But when we take the word of God and we apply it to natural circumstances and miss, this is what they did. I don't know what verse I want, 20. Go to verse 21. And he said to them, how is it that you do not? understand stand with me tonight please I thank you and I commend you who are participating And committing to see this media fast through. I believe that the effects of it are and will be tied directly to these principles of the word of God. I really do. 
I believe it will affect our spiritual heart understanding, our spiritual eyes seeing, and our spiritual ears hearing. Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said to him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He wasn't talking about seeing natural things. He was talking about seeing spiritually. And if our eyes are always focused on the natural, we will not see the spiritual. But as children of God, we're meant to see the kingdom. That's now. We're meant to see the kingdom. We're meant to hear the voice of the shepherd, as Brother Reuben so adequately ministered. So we've got to let the Lord do something in our hearts, our eyes, and our ears. I couldn't help but think of Luke 2 when Jesus came out of the wilderness. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me. One of the things he said is speak recovering of sight to the blind. Speaking about spiritual things. Recovering of sight to the blind. So what do we do? How do we, how do we bring, how do we get postured for the correction? Because we want the Lord to do this in us, yes? Amen? I think we're in agreement about that. And again, I'm not saying we don't have any spiritual perception, hearing, or seeing. You know that. But the Lord's saying, I want to get you so sharp and clear that you hear, you see, you understand. I, I, I'll give you a real example here real quick. It was a little while back. I had sent a message. I had been asked to uh, go somewhere else in the country and, and speak for a, like a three-day weekend deal. And... Uh, I, I, I never do any, I never say yes until I talk, Bishop has to say yes, no, whatever. I, I'm not going without being covered. Are you kidding me? I've got no interest in that. And so I sent him a message, said, hey, I, da, 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 this is the da, these are the dates. Uh, I welcome your thought. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Thank you. He gave me a four-word reply. His four-word reply was, have a nice trip. Now, you can do what you want with that. Have a nice trip. To me, that said, if you think you should, go for it, but no. Why? Because I got no thoughts from, I asked for his thoughts. I didn't get any thoughts. I just got have a nice trip. Now, I don't think Bishop tries to speak in code. Okay. I want ears to hear. I want ears to hear. Okay. So, what do we do? Daniel chapter 10, verse 21. I think that's the right verse. I hope so. Watch this. We'll finish right here. That's not the right verse. Daniel 10 is the right chapter. 12. I said 21. 12. The angel of the Lord is talking to Daniel, and he says, Don't fear, Daniel, for from the first day that, watch, Daniel, from the first day that you set your heart to understand, that's a posture. When you set your heart to understand, it's a posture. It's not going, God, I want you to fix this, and I want you to fix that, and you tell me this. No, I just want a heart that's, give me understanding, Lord. I want to set my heart. And watch, how did he do that? And to chasten yourself before God. How did he chasten himself before God? Well, if you read the other 11 verses, he fasted. Daniel was fasting, just like many of us are doing through this media fast. He probably wasn't fasting media, he would, but. 
wasn't so much of an issue in his day. They didn't have Netflix in Nebuchadnezzar's day. But how did he chasten himself? Daniel, from the first day you set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God. Not before men, before God. You postured yourself. You began to fast, chastening, humbling yourself before God. Set your heart to understand. From that first day, Daniel, your words were heard, and I came for your words. So how do I begin? The process is one of chastening and humbling ourselves. It's not one of earning something. Daniel didn't earn something. He postured himself to better hear, to see, and to understand. Here's what I'd like to do. Brother Reuben, I'd like you to come, please. Amen. Brother Nate, I'd like you to come, please. Praise God. Brother Ethan, I'd like you to come, please. We're going to pray before we leave tonight. And I, I know I'm doing things different tonight. I'm just, here we are. Nurses are praying. We've got different things going on. I'm just seeking to do the way things came to me as the Lord had been dealing with me. Each of these men are going to pray for, individually, they're going to pray for our heart, our ears, and for our eyes. What I'm asking is I'm going to ask Brother Nate. He's going to start, and he's going to pray. We're going to pray together with him. He's going to pray for our heart and understanding, okay? And when he's done and he has a release, he's going to hand the microphone to Brother Reuben. And Brother Reuben, an anointing of the Lord came on him when he was ministering, and when he began to pray and lead us in prayer the other night. I'm not trying to recreate something. But he's going to pray for our ears and our hearing. We're going to pray together. We're not going to listen to him. We're going to agree with him and pray with him. And then when he has a release, he's going to hand the microphone to Brother Ethan. Brother Ethan is going to pray for our eyes and our seeing. All right? And we're going to agree together. And when they're done, we're going to pray together for healing. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Let's just pray together for a moment, and then I'll hand the microphone here to Brother Nate. Lord Jesus, we submit to you. We submit to your word. I thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace in this precious people. Living God, walk among us. Living God, walk among us tonight. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move in this room to accomplish what you desire. Walk among us, I pray, and let your will be done. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we unite together right now to pray for our hearts. Lord God, we give our hearts to you. We place them on the altar right now. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, a miracle of understanding in our hearts, Lord God, that our hearts would comprehend, Lord God, what they've never comprehended before. Lord, I don't want my heart, Lord God, to be dull. I don't want my heart, Lord, to be wax gross in Jesus' name. Lord, I plead your blood on every heart in this place, Lord God. Purify our hearts. Let our hearts be single, Lord God, for you. Lord, we rebuke double-mindedness in our hearts, Lord God. Let our hearts, Lord God, be set apart for you, sanctified and consecrated unto you. God, I want our hearts, Lord God, to comprehend your voice. Lord God, to comprehend what you tell us, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord, let our hearts, Father, be receptive to every word that comes from your voice. Give us a sensitive heart, Lord God. In Jesus' name, our hearts are yours, Lord. We give the entirety of our hearts. Lord Jesus, fill our hearts completely. Take over, have dominion in every heart. In Jesus' name, have dominion in every heart. 
In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, give us ears to hear your word. Your word that's true. Your word that's faithful. Let us hear your voice, Father. We are the sheep of your pasture. I pray direction as we hear, as we yield to your voice. Another voice we won't follow. You are the good shepherd. You are the good shepherd. I pray, give us ears to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing your word. Word, I pray. Ila raba sata ye la ramande. Ila raba sata ye ramande. I pray, Father, un unloosen our ears to hear what you would say in the spirit I pray as we yield to the unction of your spirit that we would hear your voice with such direction with such clarity with such boldness and direction that comes from you I pray faith by your word faith by your word to act and to do in the name of Jesus, all authority is given to you, Father. Hallelujah. To hear your voice. To hear your voice in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To hear. In Jesus' name, God, I pray, opening of our eyes spiritually, Lord, to see the kingdom. I pray our eyes fixed on you, not focused on the things of this world or of this life that would cause distraction or deception. But Lord, I pray, give us eyes to see the truth. Give us eyes to see the kingdom, God. Give us eyes to see this path that is before us as we seek you in your word God give us spiritual eyes to see the word of God clearly I pray a clear understanding of what we see Lord let our vision not be blurred by the deceptions of this life or the deceitfulness of riches God but I pray eyes fixed on your kingdom Lord on your life on which you would lead us into I pray God, give us eyes to see in Jesus' name. Lord, that we would make a covenant with our eyes, spiritually and naturally, God, to set them on things of you, I pray. God, that there would be a purity in the things we set our eyes upon in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. God, for what you are taking us into, Lord. I pray that what we see would affect our body. God, the scripture says that if our eye be single, then our body would be full of light. So I set my eyes on you tonight. Lord, I pray my eyes fixed on you in Jesus' name. Let that be my prayer every day, Lord. When I begin to wander or get distracted, I pray a realignment of my vision, God. A realignment onto your kingdom, I pray. Lord, that you would be the center of my life, that my life would be postured towards you. God, not set towards the things of Sodom and Gomorrah, but Lord, let them be set towards you, fixed towards your glory, God, towards your presence, towards your kingdom, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on now, if it's appropriate, I'd like you to just reach over and pray for the person beside you and agree together, God. You've anointed my eyes and my ears and my heart. I will change by your spirit and by your word working in me. I will be converted. That change will take place. And God, heal us. Heal us. 
heal us. That we would go and speak your word and you would heal our land. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, start here. We prayed the prayer of faith. We thank you for the miracle working power of God. We will change according to your word as we see clearly, hear clearly, and our heart understands rightly. We will change. We will be converted. You will heal. And I pray even so we'll go and speak your word and you will heal our land in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let our eyes, hearts, and ears hear your word. As we open the book, let it speak to our lives. As we share the word with others, let illumination come to their lives. As you open the ears of the men and their understanding on the road to Emmaus, I pray in these valleys, open the understanding as we speak your word in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing of God rest upon the people of God that as we speak the word, understanding comes as we speak the word, revelation comes. As we speak the word, healing comes. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Your word in our mouth. Your anointing upon our lives. Your work in these valleys through your people. In the name of Jesus, 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 there are times. This responsiveness of the ear is so important. It's always important. God in his mercy will speak to us the same thing multiple times. If God's telling you the same thing over and over again, somewhere along the way you got to stop going, is this God? What should I do? I don't know. The issue is responsiveness in the ear. Or if you're like, I don't know, God's not telling me anything else. Usually it's because he's waiting on you to respond to the last thing he told you. And he's not going to tell you more if you're not responding to what he's already told you. I'll tell you what happens spiritually, especially when you're listening naturally. You don't like what God says. And so you go to somebody else, another brother or somebody else, and say, hey, I'd like to tell you something. What do you think? And if that brother or that sister is spiritually in tune, they're probably going to tell you the same thing. They may not say it the exact same way, but they'll tell you the same thing. Ah, that's just what so-and-so. I'm going to go talk to somebody else, maybe. You know what that usually is? That's usually my flesh waiting to get somebody to tell me what I want to hear. I don't need somebody to tell me what I want to hear. I want the voice of the Lord in the matter. I want the voice of the Lord in the matter. 
on Monday morning, I sent out a message referencing the 1115 service and encouraging you, if you weren't here, to go back and listen at least to the first 11 or 12 minutes. How many of you remember that message or saw that message? Where Bishop and Sister Schoonover spoke for a few minutes. I was here in that service. I heard the voice of the Lord. And when I got up the next morning in prayer, a word from it was quickened to my spirit. And I'm like, I got to go listen again. And I went back and listened to those 11 or 12 minutes again. And I heard things I did not hear the first time. I was seeking to hear. I encourage you to go listen. I was praying, God, may they hear with the Spirit of the Lord. I've told you this story before of laying on my face years ago in the prayer room. And people say, God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And the Lord said, I'm talking to you. You're not listening. I want to hear. I believe for many of you tonight as we walk out of this room. I believe that God has walked among us and that he has done a miraculous work spiritually with our ears, our hearts, and our eyes. I know what I felt in the Holy Ghost in this room this afternoon. And the only thing I've been able to pray is God walk among us and do this. Walk among us and touch our eyes. I believe as we continue in this fast and setting ourselves apart, it's going to become so clear. Things are become crisp, and we just need to be responsive, receptive, and let God be God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you. I know it's warm. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.